Hey everybody, welcome to Fear Not. This is Bruce, sitting here with Ken. How you doing, Ken? Hey buddy, yeah, this is Ken. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm doing good. It's good to be back in the seat recording again. Um, So today I wanted to kind of talk about something that's been on my mind a lot, uh, just kind of in this stage of my faith, uh, which is starting to make a change. I feel like there's a season change coming um, in my life just in the maturity aspect of my of my Christian life or my faith. Okay. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about it just to make sure I'm, I'm headed in the right direction when I take this season's change. Okay. And the reason why I say I want to head in the right direction is because I feel this sense of this sense of wanting to necessarily hold back and quiet down on how much I have to say to let necessarily my actions speak louder than my words. Yeah. For people who know me in person, they know I kind of say everything, right? Like yeah. if I if I'm doing something more than likely before I even get the chance to do it, I've told four or five people about the fact <laughs> that I'm going to do it. Okay. Um and I kind of want to pull that back because the main reason why I'm doing these things is for God. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and I've been reading like even in the Sermon on the Mount, it talks multiple times about how you need to do certain things for God. Like when you're praying, you're praying in your bedroom with your go- door closed to the mm. one who's unseen. Mm. When you are fasting, you're still putting oil on your face and making sure your hair looks good and not yeah. going out there and telling everybody about how you're fasting, you're doing it for for the king. Mm-hmm. And there's just on and on and on in just this three chapters of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is first telling people with authority about, no, live like me, hmm. like do it for me. And, and that's kind of in a stage I'm kind of noticing that I'm like in my heart, I'm doing it for him. But if you're watching, if you're like hovering around me and watching what I'm doing as far as those around me, I think I'm, I'm getting too much filled with, other people's uh being involved other people being involved in what i'm doing for god yeah if that okay. makes sense okay it does i i yeah i'm I'm, and I'm glad you're gonna elaborate on it because i do think a lot of our listeners you know would completely be able to identify with season changes and you know god's always growing us and teaching us how to be you know the best versions of ourselves you know and that's always found in him and found the humility that comes with him you know, I, I would like you to, you know, like elaborate a little bit or at least be aware of the fact that God has really gifted you like he has so many people listening right now with the strengths that you have and you have them uniquely. And one of them is your communication, you know, so it's it's I, I get that you're saying God is addressing, you know, maybe pendulums that you don't want to go too far into like the affection that people just naturally have for you to be your goal, right? Yeah. Like I mean that 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 is a slippery slope and that's very dangerous. You know, so how do we, you know, uh grab on to the strengths that God has given us and move in those things without becoming defined by them. Yeah. You know, or thinking that we're something special yeah. because of them, right? Especially in a season change that yeah. is, I think what you're describing is God's just growing you a lot deeper, man. I, I I agree, and one of the biggest reasons why I've noticed this is I've gone into uh, a type of attitude where I'm going from disciple me, disciple me, disciple me. Hey, will you feed me information? Will you feed me information? Will you feed me information? To now, I'm it's tables are starting to turn. 
Okay. I'm having people coming to me for for what does God say about this? Sure. Or what does the word sure. say about this? Yeah. Or do you want to do a study? Do you want to meet at a coffee shop? Do you want to sit down and other people that are new in their faith that are trying to get closer to God? Hmm. And I just feel this sense of importance to do that right when someone's doing that Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in this yeah. level that's not necessarily what where if like someone's coming to me asking about God or just even to talk about him, that I am representing him in the best way possible. Absolutely. Um, yes. And I feel like that just comes with a little bit of maturity check, mm-hmm. a little bit of making sure I'm doing things right, making sure that I'm doing things for him. Yeah. That's one of the big reasons why I think I'm necessarily moving into that wisdom type of gift from the Holy Spirit where you just speak less, but the yeah. words that you do speak are really powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said something before we started rolling that is really true, and I'm full on giving you the credit for this quote instead of just yanking it from you behind the (laughs) scenes, right? As you said, it seems to be that wise people don't talk much. (laughs) You know, and the Bible has a lot to say about that. You know, um, the converse is true that just quieter people are assumed wise. Proverbs says, you know, uh, better to be silent and thought a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. That's one of my favorite ones right there. You know, it also says... You know, where there's an abundance of words, foolishness is is near. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the translations is like sin is is near. It's crouching there. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, because I, 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 I'm, I'm cut from the same cloth as you. You know, I'm, I'm especially in my youth was that guy that, man, if, if I felt it, you heard it. You know, yeah. and I, <laughs> I was the guy sweet. that like, there, there's two ways to walk into a room. You know, hey, there you are or hey, here I am. <laughs> And I was the, hey, here I am guy, (laughs) you know, and I I have a tendency to still do that now. And I'm just like, God, help me with that. I want, I want to temper that. And I want to, you know, like all of our heroes of the faith, point all glory that we ever get back to him because that's where it belongs. While not forfeiting the gifts that God has uniquely given you for the glory of his kingdom. Because you are, we've talked about this ad nauseum, you're an evangelist. Yeah. You're uniquely gifted to reach out to people. People like you almost immediately in a way that I find fascinating. They don't like me anywhere near as much as they like you. <laughs> I, and I, you just, you, you have <laughs> some, but everybody loves you, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, <laughs> oh, is my prayer for you is that in this, in this season of change that you, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there can, can resonate with this, that you don't, you know, forfeit the beautiful things that God has put inside of you, you know, for the sake of some kind of, you know, humility, keep your confidence, but keep your confidence in him. Yeah. Don't get arrogant in Bruce. You keep your confidence in him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hey man. No, no, I totally, I I agree with you because I have a huge evangelistic like personality to me. I think I even have another family that's coming to church on Sunday. A whole family that just moved here from California. I'm stoked to see him. No surprise. I gave him your card. Like, I'm stoked. They're Bruce, you excited. have more cards of mine than I do. <laughs> I got I to get you your own cards. Hey, you remember what I, I I showed up at this church with your card? You did? Yep. So you can't say they don't work, no, man. They work, bro. <laughs> you, they pa- work. you passed out the most important one. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't, I don't think I'll ever stop that. Yeah, I think if, if I were able to hone my words instead of me just – it's not me saying – even though numbers is key, especially in sales. Like yeah. if I'm telling 100 people about Jesus and 30 of them stick, that's great. But yeah. if I can get those numbers a little more 
if I can get those higher, I would like them to be higher. Yeah. yeah. Right. I would like if I'm talking to 50 people, then Im gotten 30. Right. right? Like right. I'm at least going further. Like I'll never see what comes from the seed I drop. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I want, I hope my, what I'm, dro- I'm dropping, I'm not dropping these on rocky paths. Yeah. Right. I'm right. dropping these in good soil. Right. And I feel like if I sat back and just kind of, analyzed what what i'm saying when i'm saying it and stuff like that then mm-hmm. that that will be one yes good way that yes. i could kind of this this season change is, is mainly just more of like i guess if i was gonna say i want to be more like anybody in church it's more like one of our elders uh-huh. you know what i mean or uh-huh. one of our deacons yeah right there's those quiet people that are sitting in the back that if you went and you turned to them and you said what is god saying about this that they can give you uh, I'm an answer, right? Yeah. So instead of being someone who builds, no, not instead of, but right now I I feel like I'm pretty good at building myself a a body of counselors to self check yeah. myself, right? Yeah. I, I I do that with just kind of wanting to talk to everybody sure. about everything, so that naturally comes in place. But I also want to be a counselor to others, right? Yeah. I want yeah. others to put me in that council, yeah, right. And I yeah. feel like that's kind of happening right now, yeah. Um, in certain people that I've met recently. I just want to do it right. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. want to do it in, 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 again in his glory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for him and, and just to be a good example of, uh, like a Christian, a good example yeah. of what Christ wants, wants someone to be. Yeah. Um, and how he wants them to represent their name. Yeah. So you're, you're on the right path there. Clearly. Um, there's a lot of confidence we should take in the promises the Bible gives us about what the Holy spirit will do. Cause he's your greatest resource. He's your greatest source of, wisdom and discernment and i'm hearing it on you as you're as you're talking right now you know and i think this is where you know especially our our target demographic for this podcast and you know our our main the the mission statement is to cast out fear you know the name Mm -hmm. is fear not right there's a lot that people can learn from what you're talking about that combats fear because god god can be trusted you know and one of the things that i remember one on sunday we've been talking about prayer here at church and on Sunday, I was talking about, like, ways to hear God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my primary, my first point, rather, was... In the Bible. You got to... Well, yeah, yeah, the Bible. Yeah, so I guess, no, you're right. It was my second point. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce does my sermons better than I do. Uh, listen, was you, you got you to gotta slow down. Yeah. You got to be quiet. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about the Elijah verse where God is, you know, all the storms and the fire and the, the wind and the lightning and, and it's as God was not in that God was not in that and then following these things there was a gentle whisper and God was speaking in the gentle whisper you know and I think especially for you for you know the demographic we're trying to reach with this the demographic you yourself are a part of slowing down and contemplating is under attack like it never has yeah. been in our culture nobody wants to slow down nobody wants to be quiet yeah. You know, to, to hear God or quiet even socially. Everybody thinks, hey, I got I to gotta say something. I got to do something. I, my voice needs to be heard. And you need to slow down first so that God can tell you how your voice needs to be heard. It's so interesting that you say that. So like after Sunday, right, you gave that sermon, we went to the golf course. And I go to this golf course that is really fa- the carts. They're just really fancy, right? <laughs> you can hook your phone up to them and play music Ooh, through wow. them to tell you how far you are away from the pin. Well, and people, I'm a rookie at golf. Three, yeah. Like I got my clubs at a yard sale. Three <laughs> of the heads have come off. I almost hit some poor guy, like putting stuck on a house. <laughs> it's bad, right? 
But normally I'm like blasting my music. Well, it's not blasting because it's a quiet golf cart. But I'm playing my music, my sure. Christian music. Sure. Because uh, it's the only kind of music I listen to. And even I found myself there like, I'm not going to play my music. Like, I'm out in the golf course where huh. I can hear nothing. Huh. Right? Like, it's just all I'm hearing is the wind. Yeah. The occasional person taking a swing. Like, yeah. I have the chance to be quiet and be still. So yeah. I, I immediately put what you said about being quiet mm-hmm. into play. And now that I'm thinking, that kind of got my mind thinking. I don't know if it's God kind of wants me to do this too, uh-huh. but like the cord that hooks up to my phone in uh, my car has just been so fidgety lately. It's been driving me nuts. Yeah. So I haven't been hooking my phone up to my car lately okay. either. Like all week, I haven't listened to any kind of music. <laughs> I've kind of just listened to the road or listened <laughs> listened to whatever it is. And then uh-huh. I'm coming to you now, and I'm like, I think there's a season's change. I think I yeah. need to be a little more wise in what yeah. I'm saying. I think, you know, what I mean. So I'm tr- huh. I've literally turned off those distractions. Naturally, what? it's funny that you bring this up because yeah. that was all natural i plugged it i put it in play consciously with intention right that first time but then yeah. subconsciously it's made its way into my life right now yeah yeah and it's interesting to think that now i'm coming to you with like i feel something changing yeah i feel someone god telling me that i need to kind of slow down yeah in certain ways and just kind of think about what i'm saying mm. and stuff like that so bruce god is so faithful yeah, he's, he's so, so faithful I mean, because listen to what you just described is the orchestration and the wooing of the Holy Spirit for what he has next for you, you know? Yeah. And that's what I just want to encourage our listeners that that's, he's, Bruce is nothing special, all right? He'd be the first one to agree with that. I am nothing special. God is no esteemer of persons, and he will do for you what Bruce is talking about him doing, God doing for him, yeah. you know? That, I mean, I can see it. I can see it all over you from the first minute we started talking. You're like, man, God's doing something. You know, and and you, then you start analyzing what your week has looked like, and like I can see it. Yeah. You know, that's so cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm so grateful for just the the changes that God's made in me. I haven't seen like my extended family in like four years. Wow! Right? Wow! Not that I'm not trying to or anything. Yeah. But like my grandfather was Facetiming my mom the other day. Uh-huh. And he knows I'm like super. He's a Mormon bishop, right? Okay. So he's like very faithful person. Yeah. And my mom was talking something about forgiveness or something. Yeah. And I, I just overheard his response. Whoa! Why don't you turn and ask your boys about that? Because he knows that I'm I'm now a faithful person. Yeah. But I don't think they have any idea to what extent God has grown me, right? Sure. Oh yeah. So I'm sure like this time, a lot of it has to do with COVID, and I lived in Memphis, and yeah. like there was reasons why I haven't seen him. Right. But I think I'm I'm pretty curious to the next time i see them yeah just the kind of conversations that are going to spark yeah. up and just yeah. the difference in what god's grown me into nowadays yeah. right. versus even the last time they've seen me dude absolutely yeah and that's something that that i i think it's so interesting to take note of you know and I, i'd be interested to hear how those those encounters go yeah. you know because god has been really growing you when you lean into him like, he changes the things about you that need to be changed. Yeah. You know, that's the beautiful thing about the gospel of Jesus, if I can put my preacher hat on for a second, is this is this is the difference between the Christian God and every other religious structure out there. Mm-hmm. Every other religious structure out there is clean yourself up, and then you might be worthy enough to be in the club, right? And the Christian God, the evangelical God, the God of the Bible says, you know, no, no, holiness is like my job, you know? And there's there are some things when, when you are discipled, that you have to be disciplined in and make decisions yeah. for him and for his will. But especially when it comes to that initial 
contact, that initial envelopment of the grace of Jesus Christ. He says, come one, come all. Mm -hmm. And then he grows you, and he's so faithful to grow you. When you're leaning into him in a love relationship, the Bible says that it's the kindness of God that leads me to repentance and wanting to please him. You know, so that these people haven't seen you for four years and that journey has been in effect in your life. You know, it's going to it's going to be like, holy crap, they don't even recognize you. Yeah. You know, you've been like had buddies that have a have a young kid and, you know, you see him again after five years and you don't even recognize the kid standing next to them as their kid because they've changed so much. (laughs) You know, like that's how it's going to be for you because God is faithful, dude. Yeah. He said he's so good. Um no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's that like you were saying. The one thing about the believing, being a Christian, and believing in Jesus Christ and and our God is the holiness is up to Him, and yeah. and when you accept that holiness into yourself, yeah, He makes what's what the you hold on to like your sin and your regret and your guilt and yeah. your shame and all this. He it makes it fall off. Yeah, like your shackles break. Yep. And then he takes the good things that are still there when you had all that. Yeah. They're just yeah. really hard for you to recognize. <laughs> yeah. like right. And he lets those shine. Yeah. He lets yeah. those be the biggest part of you. Yeah. And then he yeah. uses them for his kingdom. And I just yeah. think that's so great. It's awesome. It doesn't matter what level of brokenness or what mm-hmm. amount of sin someone has has done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh for God to be able to use them or not. I yeah. feel like almost the I feel like it, it, it like the the chain almost goes a certain direction there's people that are in prison that can make radical change yep. after they find christ just yeah. their testimony and their story and yeah. like and, and the amount of people that they could change like yeah. Yeah. so i just i just think that 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 is incredible that we serve a god that is so yeah not only able and yeah. capable of doing but willing to yes do. yeah like, dude desirous to do yeah like it's not even like oh okay i guess i will he's like he wants that that's one of the things that is so under attack in um the understanding of our god in our culture today is that i've heard it a hundred times you know well yeah there's the god thing but you know then there's me and i can't change like there's so much acceptance even inside of christianity that change is impossible. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. The New Testament was written by a God, two-thirds of the New Testament, by, by a guy who used to be a vehement murderer of Christians. Christians. That was his identity. Like, he the, he took pride in stamping out this sect that he thought was a threat to religion, to the old-school way of doing things. And God makes him a passionate world changer. Don't tell me that change is impossible. You know, I'm looking at a guy right now that has changed tremendously. I'm a man that's changed tremendously. If there's people out there right now listening to this podcast that knew me in college, they're like, (laughs) what? Come on, dude. No way. I mean, seriously, they're hearing my voice right now. They're like, I know what that voice sounds like. I know who it belongs to. There ain't no way this. I'm telling you, I've changed, you know, because God. And I I just want our listeners to understand that. Whatever they're going through, you can change. God can change you. Amen. It reminds me of uh, there's this kid. I say kid. He's a young adult. He's a, in his nineteen, twenty. He just graduated high school okay. with my brother, and we recently ran into serving with him in one of these Christian things. One of these church things we're doing. Yeah. And uh, he comes to me afterwards, like after this week week long camp, and says, "You know, if you would have came to me." in high school and told me that your little brother came to Jesus 
I would have been like, no way. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is the furthest. No way. Right. Right. But now, like me, my little brother, my family were chasing yep. Jesus so hard. Yep. Um, I just think that's so awesome. Like, Dude, one of my favorite New, New Testament stories is right after Paul gets converted. Or I guess not right after. A little time had passed. The church of Jesus Christ that he was persecuting, like they had a meeting to to figure out is is it possible that this guy Saul, because you know he went by Saul before his conversion, mm-hmm. this guy Saul could actually change and be what he's telling us. And there's like one guy, Barnabas, that stood up and was like, nope, I believe that he can change. All the other Christians were like, no, there's no way. There's no way. He's, he's too different. And this guy was too evil, you know. And it took one man advocating and saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to choose to believe that God can change. Yeah. And I'm going to believe that he's changed this man. And he is a brother of ours. You know, I mean, That's I love that there are radical, radical changes that can happen in yeah. our lives today. So big. Well, I guess we'll end it with this. We all know, if you're listening to this at any point in time, that I recorded this, which is September 2nd, coming up on Labor Day. Yeah. Um, well, if any of, but anybody's been focusing on the news lately and what's been going on in this world, mm-hmm. uh, I think we've been seeing a lot of go- going on in the other side of the world where people do need this radical kind of change. Yeah, this Paul kind of change, right? Um, for a lot of these people, they don't they know not what they do. Yeah. Um, so I think just finishing this up, I just I just want to pray myself and encourage others to pray for those that are on the other side of the world, not necessarily yeah. that still needing escaping, but those ones that haven't seen Christ and still need the, that radical change. For yeah. they not know what they do. Yeah. Um. So with that. I'm going to ask you to lead us in some prayer. Yeah. And then we're going to end it there. And then I encourage everybody to continue praying across the world for that situation, um, for our fallen soldiers that we lost um, in that situation, and then um, for the future of this whole community as a church, Capital C Church. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Let's pray. Father, uh, we take a second and just acknowledge that even when the world looks like it's out of control, you still sit on the throne, and you're in control. And God, I know that there have been so many times that you've allowed things that I've really struggled with understanding. And the the world situation is one of them right now. But I've lived long enough and experienced enough to know that I choose to put my faith in you, and I choose to ask you for the big things. And I, I pray that the voice of your church would rise up in such distinct, collective, unified power and put our faith in you to intervene in the world today. I, I pray so passionately for the families of the soldiers that were, were killed in this last week, Lord Jesus, in Afghanistan. I pray that you would intervene in that situation. God, there's so much that I don't understand, but clearly there are people hurting, God, and, and the truth of Jesus Christ needs to set them free. So, God, I pray for the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world today. I pray that you would strengthen voices of truth, that you would comfort the hurting, and, God, that you would change people. God, in our country, uh, in our side of the world, and all over the place, Jesus, we need a revival of your changing power in the world today. So stir the hearts that need to be awakened to you again. Stir the intercessors that need to pray. God, and pray without ceasing about what you want to do in the world today. And I'm asking you right now to flex and to be God in these circumstances. 
I thank you for our listeners. I thank you for Bruce. I thank you for your church, capital C. Lord Jesus, we want to see you. We want to hear your voice in the unchanging, matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. And y'all have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in. Bless you guys. Ooh, so you have seen this all before.